Welcome to Maximizing Life in the Middle, a podcast featuring two people consciously living and loving as husband and wife, parents, and individuals working to make the most out of their lives. I'm Jay Taylor. And I am Aaron Taylor, and we are so happy that you are spending some time with us today. So what's our topic today? How important exercise is to a maximum life. Oh, I had this cool little joke lined up. I was going to be like, oh, well, just do it. End the podcast. (laughs) That would be our shortest episode ever. Right. Uh, 29 seconds and clip it. Post it. Speaking of a maximum life, this episode is going to be short. As we have to run out in 20 minutes to go pick up one of our kids from a sleepover birthday party. So we better squeeze all of our ideas in quickly. So this week I came to you at one point and I said, oh, I'm too loud. This week I came to you at one point and I said, wow, I was afraid earlier this week that it just might be over for me. Yes. I had been going to practices and doing various, you know, not me exercise things and just feeling the oh, pain of, of uh, my knees were bothering me. I felt like I couldn't move well. I was just sluggish, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle, the nine yards, everything. And... Achy, weak, and tired. Yeah, and I was just sitting there saying to myself, "Wow, I am like, um, maybe this is it. Maybe forty-five. Over the hill. I hit forty-five a couple weeks ago, and it's done." <clears throat> well, and your response, but by the time I brought it up to you and said it to you, it had been followed by three or four days where I. Got a little bit more focused on my diet and what I was eating and had a couple of days where I was able to um, exercise, including one where I was able to kind of get outside, um, play some volleyball outside on the sand, which is certainly great exercise. A nearly 80 degree day here in the Northeast in February. So that was kind of a treat. Yay, global warming. Um, Mm -hmm. And so by the time I brought to you, I was like, you know, I'm actually feeling better, like Earlier this week, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like it's, you know, coming to the end. Um, And, you know, just set off a wave of thought process and a discussion between the two of us about how, how exercise works, how it works when you're younger, how it works when you're in your, you know, 20s and maybe early 30s, and then how... Life conspires to squeeze it out. Oh, doesn't it, though? Life conspires to squeeze out exercise. So true. Well, one of the things that we said, or my experience with exercise, is that when when I was in my 20s, 
I could exercise or not. Exercising consistently, I actually didn't notice that it made me feel notably stronger, notably more fit, notably more capable. I felt strong and capable regardless of whether I was exercising consistently or not. And, well, I guess it may be different for women than men, especially women who have kids. You know, having had four of them, I remember after Sydney was born, I held on to about 10 pounds. And then after Noah was born, like immediately after he was born, the initial weight that came off, I still held on to another 10 pounds. So at that point, I was 20 pounds heavier than I was before kids. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I'm going to add 10 pounds with each child, I'm going to be completely, I'll be twice my size. I can't can't be that way. So this is imperative and something has to change. And so when he was six months old, I decided I would be, I would exercise five days a week, no matter what, if it meant Sunday came and I had to do two, two sets of exercises that day or two sessions, I didn't care. I was not going to get through the week until I got through five exercises or five days of exercising. And so I kept that up consistently well until faith came along and then of course I did still exercise a little bit with her and a little bit with Brady too but then you know once the baby's born and c-sections and whatever it, it wrecks your whole exercise routine and I really wasn't good with getting back on it um any of those times but you know, six months or so after they were born, then I could get back on it, get back into some sort of routine. But what I've actually found is that it's, it's a few years ago, maybe around, I'm stretching while I'm talking. Oh, it feels so good. Hmm. Ah, life is good. Anyway, a few years ago, when I was maybe late 30s, early 40s, I got really busy with work as the kids were getting older. And then I remember day after day, I would come up with some reason why I, w I, I would push my exercise off till the next day. The end of the day would get there, the kids would be home, I'd be like, oh, I didn't exercise. Well, I'll just do it tomorrow. And then the next day, same story, over and over and over. And then I started feeling really weak and <clears throat> tired and old, achy and ugh. It was awful. And I had that same thought, oh my gosh. I'm around 40 now. Is this over? Is it over? Am I just like in old age now? I'm just washed up and finished. So I've had a couple of starts and stops with exercise, but most recently I was exercising very regularly and I felt like each day that would go by, I felt like I was peeling years off my life. I felt after a couple of months of that, I thought, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm 30 again. That was around the time that Brady had outdoor soccer. Yes. And you were using that outdoor soccer, like, oh, I'll drop him off outdoor soccer, Head go to, to the gym, gym, come back. Come back. He'd be still practicing. And and I could actually squeeze, I squeezed it in. It worked out really well because I would drop him off at soccer, run to the gym, do a very intense 20 or 30 minute exercise come back home and get faith and go back to the soccer field and still faith and I would have 15 to 20 minutes 
to hang out, Run play around. on the playground, yeah. do the exercise equipment at the park that she likes, or just walk. And so she was getting activity. I was getting activity, Brady. It was perfect. And then the season ended because winter set in and that bamboozled that. So, yes, life does conspire to squeeze out the exercise space, the space for exercise. But it's really not helpful for us if we allow that to happen. And if we're not aware and paying attention like, oh, my gosh exercise has just fallen off my list or <clears throat> maybe it was never on my list right you know i mean my you know since we're kind of experientially going through like what it is for each of us for me it's much more like especially once i've never really stopped exercising at least in some core way through playing but um beach is obviously much better exercise than indoor volleyball you know you're two on two it's only two players on a side you're playing on the sand it's hot you're sweating a lot more it's a lot more aerobic exercise and so in the past 10 years my 10 years 15 years maybe 15 years my um exercise has sort of you know waxed and waned with the season during the summer... Yeah, that's what I noticed with you. Right. During the summer, I'm getting an intense level of exercise. <coughs> and during the winter, it becomes much harder. Now, there was there have been certain periods of time or years where I was very much focused on, okay, well, I'm going to work out religiously and, and aggressively this off-season, presuming the summer to be the on-season, this winter to be the off-season, during the winter months so that I'm better prepared for the summer. And in those times, you know, you feel really good and you get to, you know, the um, summer season and then it's not just like the first two three weeks are just getting in shape. You're already in shape and then you can move forward. But that's probably four or five years ago in the, in the background where now, you know, during the winter, I, I play volleyball once or twice a week. I'll, you know, I'm coaching, so I'm moving during that. And then I'll try and lift or I'll try and, you know, get some workouts in here or there, play outside when it's nice enough. But, you know, a dedicated, committed practice of really, you know, kind of making sure, hey, every day do something to work out. And for me, it's too easy to default to, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I worked out. I went downstairs and I, I lifted weights for 45 minutes. Well, that's great, but that's not probably what I need, right? Because that just makes me bigger. Yeah, you're stronger. You don't like you don't like cardio, my friend. I don't like mindless cardio at all. Like running on a treadmill. I mean, number one, running in general for you know a guy my size with my knees and just doing kind right, of good. mindless long running isn't beneficial for volleyball anyway. But you know, like sprint training on like a bike or uh, on a elliptical machine or you know some other kind of like and all those hit training things now <clears throat> right. high intensity interval trainings those are good i mean you can avoid the ones where there's high impact to your knees because you did have knee surgery but um they're fine there's but certainly ways to get cardio in that where you don't have to just walk on or you know be on a treadmill like a rat on a on a wheel for an hour it doesn't yeah. have to be like that but 
it's for me that's where you know the like I'll, I'll you if you said hey here's a designated time every single day to go downstairs and lift weights I would probably do it fairly religiously that's not a hard thing for me to do but what I really actually need is the cardio is a commitment to staying cardiovascularly fit through the winter months because I admit you know I'm sitting there probably burning on an average day during the summer, I don't know what, 3,000, 3,500, 4,000 calories on an average day. Averaging the days I play versus the days I don't and do each other. But then during the winter, more sedentary, it's quieter, you're moving less. I'm obviously not playing outside. All of a sudden, my calorie level burn rate probably drops to you know, 2,000 or below. And your diet probably <laughs> gets worse and more. Because in the winter, I, I know for me, I want warm, you know, warm foods that fill my ins- uh, warm up my insides. Right. Whereas in the summer, I'm looking for cooler foods. So salads are much more appealing to me in the summer or, you know, something like that. But I'm looking for warm, warm, like flavorful, spicy stuff in the winter. And that combined with lower movement is not a good combination. Mammoth diet. <clears throat> Let's not go there. That's a whole. That's a whole other. Yeah, we can't get that in in fifteen minutes. That's a whole other can of worms to open that. Oh uh, well. But the point I want to make about exercise, the other point about exercise in a maximum life, is the simple fact that movement is good for your mood. When we move our bodies, when we get up off the chair, off the couch, whatever. And we move our bodies. It cleans our. It clears out our mind. I I almost think of it like it cleans out our our bloodstream, our veins, and our um, arteries. It just literally clean flushes everything out. We're getting our heart rate up. It's moving, pumping better. And I almost can envision like the toxins just being flushed out of our system. So it's good for our body. It clears our mind. It improves our mood, boosts our mood up. I mean, there's so many benefits. I don't understand why it's human nature for most people, or many people, I guess I would say. Not everyone. There are people who are very dedicated. But why is it so easy to let exercise fall off the list in a maximum life in the wintertime? <laughs> or, well, anytime, right? Any winter. I mean, I, that's just me, but... The winter versus summer thing. I bet yeah, there's other people. It's the opposite. Maybe they ski and snowboard all the time in the winter, and then summer comes and they're not doing that, right? But certainly, I'm sure a lot of people. Oh, the dog snoring. He's not exercising today. No. Um, you know, so you know, what are the things that get in the way? One is you know inertia. Yeah, a body, body at motion body stays, stays, stays in motion. motion. A body at rest stays at rest. So how? So once you've gotten to the point where you're like, "Wow, I'm not exercising at all." How hard is it to string together to the start? Well, to start, and you do the one day, and then the next day you're like sore and tired, and you're like, "Oh man, today oh, I'm, I'm not going to do go. it today. I'll do it tomorrow when I feel rest. less t- sore." Right, and then the next day it's like, "Well, I skipped a day, so now I've lost it." So, uh, you know what I mean? So that's certainly you come one up with element. another excuse. Yeah. yeah, is the inertia thing, the real risk of injury, especially you know, I don't think this applies 
definitively to us, but I know some there's other people out there who you know maybe listening where if you as soon as you start you get hurt and then all of a sudden it's like especially well, if you were more inactive all your yeah, life right and then like I think of Biggest Loser contestants those people had to um, many of them not all of them some of them were former athletes but some of them were less or more sedentary lifestyles and then to just pick up and say okay I'm going to start yeah, they had tough. to be like they literally had to have the doctor watching them on the treadmill to make sure nothing went wrong so yes it can be hard to it can be hard to start. It also can be hard to even know what to do. Yeah, and what the right thing to do is. There's so many different uh, philosophies on how to combine things and stuff, but I think that's much higher level. I think if you are really really sedentary, the easiest thing to do is just get up off the couch and start walking. Just mm-hmm. walk. You roll your eyes at that, but there are people for which that would be I'm, really, really good. I'm sure it is, but you know, you know, I walk with you. Oh, to be nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not, obligation's not the right word. To to be nice to, because you enjoy it. Because, but I mean, oh God, you know, sometimes, and we have interesting conversations when we walk. Sometimes, but to me, it's like, oh, geez, you know, a walk. I have a suggestion for you when what? you take a walk. And I do this with Brady when he and I walk together, mm-hmm. especially at night. We slow down and we listen. We listen to the wind. It, there's a particular way, like if you listen to the breeze blow through trees, well, if they have leaves on them, it kind of goes, <clears throat> like it makes that sound as the leaves are kind of banging together. But if you're near pine trees and the wind blows... You've heard it. You've shown it to me. I know. It's like... It's such a soft sound. So we stop and listen to the magnificence around us. Here I go on my nature spin again. We stop at the playground down the street from us because it's kind of dark. It's pretty dark, but yet there are house lights across the street, so you can kind of see, but it's pretty dark. We look up at the stars on a clear night, and it's almost like being out in a field right there. It's so vibrant when the sky is clear. We look at the ducks flying overhead. I mean, we do a million things to really reconnect to nature when we're out there. He doesn't have a clue what we're doing, but I certainly know exactly what we're doing. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you can find... There's benefit to that beyond the moving of your body. That's just reconnecting to nature. (laughs) Don't get me started on that because there are a million benefits to that. But... Moving your body in any way you can. So, walking, yes, for the very sedentary person, get up, start walking. If you're, you know, more of a lapsed workout person, you know, get back into what you love doing. And I'll tell you and this. And it might have to be slow. <clears throat> right. Um, <clears throat> slow going. You know, find a workout partner. I, you know, that's something that for me at times has been a real benefit has been something that's really helped keep me on the right path and then you know for whatever reason those kind of things kind of go by the wayside or or fall to the to the side or you know you're doing different things with the person who you're working out with or whatever but that's something that obviously everybody knows can be very beneficial if you find you know uh a workout partner. Find workouts that you enjoy. You know? Yeah. 
Which is interesting because I'm totally opposite. I can't stand you a workout like partner. I like to pop my headphones in, pick what I want to listen to, and be in the zone, left alone. I don't want to speak to anybody. I certainly don't want to be obligated to work out with anybody. So I think you just have to know what your preferences are. Um, but I think we should, should probably wrap this discussion up by saying, I feel obligated to say, whatever exercise you think that you want to start putting in your life, know that it's going to be so, so good for you, but... Check with your doctor and make sure that you're doing whatever is best for your body because we certainly don't want to encourage someone to do something that would be harmful to them or cause injury or start out more aggressive than they should. Just our, our only uh, inspiration or message today is get up off the couch, move your body, and just do it. Mm. All right, with that, we'll wrap up. And thanks a lot for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.